رمضان قد أهل بالصيام وأطل مصيدا أهلا وخلا ليته في كل حين رمضان قد أهل بالصيام وأطل مصيدا أهلا وخلا ليته في كل حين رمضان قد أهل بالصيام وأطل مصيدا أهلا وخلا Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, respected listener of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Now, inshallah, in this segment, we're going to be uh, discussing some hadith from Bukhari uh, pertaining to Ramadan, inshallah, uh, the siyam and uh, whatever other ibadahs that you do in this Mubarak month, the month of Ramadan. So we have our first hadith, insha'Allah, Rabbil Alameen. I will read it for you in Arabic thereafter. We will interpret it to English. It says, حدثنا قتيبة بن سعيد حدثنا إسماعيل بن جعفر عن أبي سهيل عن أبيه عن طلحة بن عبيد الله أن أعرابيا جاء إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثائر الرأس فقال يا رسول الله أخبرني ماذا فرض الله علي من الصلاة فقال الصلوات الخمس إلا أن تطوع شيئا فقال أخبرني ما فرض الله علي من الصيام فقال شهر رمضان إلا أن تطوع شيئا فقال أخبرني بما فرض الله علي من الزكاة فقال فأخبره رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم شرائع الإسلام قال والذي أكرمك لا أتطوع شيئا ولا أنقص شيئا مما فرض الله علي فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أفلح إن صدق أو دخل الجنة إن صدق Very good حديث You must actually try to understand it and observe it The Apostle No, let's start from the beginning Edward Abedwin with unkept hair, came to Allah's Apostle and said, O Allah's Apostle, inform me what Allah has made compulsory for me as religious as regards the prayers. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied saying, you have to offer perfectly the five compulsory prayers in a day and nights that's 24 hour unless you want to pray nawakil the bedouin further asked inform me what allah has made compulsory for me as regards fasting 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied saying, you have to fast during the whole month of Ramadan unless you want to fast more as Nawafil. The Bedouin further asked, tell me how much zakah Allah has enjoined on me. Thus, Allah's apostle informed him about all the rules uh, of Islam. The Bedouin then said, By him who has honored you, I will neither perform any nawafil nor will I decree what Allah has enjoined on me. Allah's apostle said, If he is saying the truth, he will succeed. Subhanallah. Or he will be granted paradise. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Walhamdulillah. Wala ilaha illallah. Wallahu akbar. Walla hawla wala quwwata illa billah al This Sahih, Sahih al Bukhari, this hadith is from Sahih al Bukhari, from chapter 1, hadith number 1891. And you know that all the hadith of uh, hadith, uh, uh, Sahih al Bukhari is authentic, respected listener. So let's go slowly, slowly into the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When that Arabi or that Bedouin, you know what is a Bedouin? The Bedouin is that person who lives in a desert. He does not live in a, in a house like uh, how we live in, in, in city, who, who actually uh, depends completely uh, on his sheep and on the sheep grazing and even water. He digs water in the desert and he gets water from the desert. He actually, the, his sustenance comes in the desert only. So he does not come to, to city unless there is a need, a dire need for him to come to the city. Otherwise, he prefers to be in the desert because that is his environment, that is his world. So it is of a tough, hard life that the Bedouins live in the desert. Maybe they don't look at it from that perspective because it's a normal type of a life for them. We look at it as it, as it is very hard and very tough. So the people of the desert are tough people, are hard people. They, they are not so soft like how we are. And they are really tough because the desert made them tough and made them hard. So that Bedouin, who was with unkept uh, uh, hay, now you understand what I'm saying, came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and asked him, O Apostle of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inform me with what has Allah has made compulsory, only compulsory. I don't want extras. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, firstly he asked him about the salah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, you have to, to, to perform the five times salah, like two fajr, the, 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 the farad, now we're talking about the farad, the compulsory, the two fajr, the four zuhur, the four asr, the three maghrib, and the four isha, that's it. So he said that to the 
Bedouin. And thereafter, the Bedouin said, Okay, what about fasting? So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said to him, Do you have to fast the 30 days or the 29 days, the whole month of Ramadan? That's compulsory. So the man asked about zakah. Uh, Rasulullah gave him the ruling with regards to the zakah. So the Bedouin thereafter, after he heard the compulsory, all the compulsory rulings of all the ibadah, then he said, by the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you, I'm not going to do anything extra, neither I'm going to do anything short of what is compulsory upon me that has been appointed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. So no, no, afil, no tahajjud, no sunnah, no nothing, nothing of the any extra, not even fasting one day out of the Ramadan, he is not going to do it. What Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, he said, if he is saying the truth, he will be succeed. He will succeed. He will succeed and he will enter Jannah. See how merciful the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. He gives you minimum. He gives you minimum just to for you to pass with it into Jannah. Just to pass with it to Jannah. Nothing over that. Now, if you want to excel, you want to be uh, out of the best of the ten, right? Then you do the extras. Then you do the nawafil. Then you do the sunan. Then you do what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have done. And that is how you excel. You become better than a star on the day of Qiyamah. That's why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam referred to his Sahaba as stars. They are not normal stars, but they are glittering stars. Why? Because they, are, they were not Muslims only. They were not only mu'mins that on the edge. Because remember now, if you are doing the only five salahs, the four or only five times salahs, and you miss one salah, there is nothing that to cover up with that gap that you have done. If you did not, if you did not fast one day, and then you're not doing any extras, how will you cover up for that gap? How will you cover up for that gap? Now you are short. Now you are short. There is nothing that can replace that gap that you have left. So there is nothing that you can depend on to replace whatever that you became short of. That keeps you on the edge. You heard what the man said, the Bedouin, I'm not going to add anything, neither I'm going to be shortening anything. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that this man will be successful if he is saying the truth. If he saying the truth. But suppose he shortened this and shortened that and shortened that and shortened this without doing any nawafil, without following the sunnah, without any extras that he can actually lean on when, when he can make an excuse 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most merciful, but since that you have went according to the rule only, according to the law only, you are able to fall anytime because shaitan will be behind you. Shaitan will be after you. Shaitan will know exactly what you are, what you want to do, what you don't want to do. So he will come to you and he will drift you. Definitely. But you see, it is like a home, like your house. If your house doesn't have fencing or doesn't have a wall to protect it, right? It means that any danger in, in the outside, you will be, you, it might touch you anytime. It might touch you anytime. Unlike if you have a wall surrounding your, 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 your house, then at least if there is the danger there, it will, it will target the wall. Firstly, firstly the wall, not the house. Firstly the wall, not the house, like a gloves. Like you are doing some work. So uh, suppose we are doing some work in, in the garden or something, right? And there is uh, thorns and there is leaves and there is branches. And If you don't have that glove to protect your hand, then you might get injured. So what the glove does, it protects your hand. That is what the sunnah does. It protects your iman. It protects your deen. You cannot say, no, I don't want the glove. Then you have to stand the chance of being, of getting hurt. And if you don't want the sunnah, then you are standing the chance and you're taking the chance upon yourself that you might lose your iman. You will weaken your iman first and thereafter you might lose it. So remember, respected listener, Sunan Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam essential, important, important. There is no, there is no one who can say, no, it isn't important. Like how some people say, come, you didn't read Salah, my brother. No, man, it's Sunnah. It's Sunnah. Sunnah is not compulsory. If it is as such, so why the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam left it behind him? For what reason? Was it accidental? Was it like something uh, uh, not important? It is important. May the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all to, uh, to, to seek His sunnah and His uh, methods. Ameen, Rabbil Alameen. Let's go for a short break from there after we come back for the continuation. Ya Khuda hum 
ماسیوں پر یہ بڑا احسان ہے یا خدا ہم ماسیوں پر یہ بڑا احسان ہے زندگی میں پھر عطا ہم کو کیا رمضان ہے مرحبا آگیا رمضان ہے مرحبا آگیا رمضان ہے مرحبا تجھ پہ صدقے جاؤں رمضان تو عظیم الشان ہے تجھ میں نازل حق تعالی نے کیا قرآن ہے عبر رحمت چھا گیا ہے اور سما گے نور نور فضل رب سے مغفرت کا ہو گیا سامان ہے مرحبا آگیا رمضان Welcome back, uh, respected listener, into your program. And it is now uh, another hadith that we're going to be, inshallah, discussing. It says, Haddathana Abdullah ibn Muslama an Malik an Abi Zinad an Al-A'raj an Abi Hurayrata radiyallahu an anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama qal Al-Siyam Judnah فلا يرفث ولا يجهل وإن امرؤ قاتله أو شاتمه فليقل إني صائم مرتين والذي نفسي بيده لخلوف فم الصائم أطيب عند الله تعالى من ريح المسك يترك طعامه وشرابه وشهوته من أجل الصيام لي وَأَنَا أَجْزِي بِهِ وَالْحَسَنَةُ بِعَشْرِ أَمْثَالِهَا Very beautiful hadith, respected listener. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, that Allah's Apostle sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Fasting is a shield, or a screen, or a shelter, so the person observing fasting should avoid sexual relation with his spouse and should not behave foolishly and impudently. And if somebody fights with him or abuses him, he should tell him twice, I am fasting, I am fasting. The Prophet added, By him in whose hands my soul is, the smell of the smell coming out from the mouth of a fasting person is better 
in the sight of Allah than the smell of musk. Allah says about the fasting person, He has left his food, drink, and desires for my sake. The fast is for me, so I will reward the fasting person for it, and the reward of good deeds is multiplied ten times. Subhanallah. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. You heard what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You see, respected listener, when you go for hajj, during the days of hajj, you are not to fight with anyone. You are not to fight with anyone. You are not to argue even with anyone. Just like here. In the, in the days of Hajj, you are not to have a sexual relationship with your spouse. Exactly like here as well. Now, but here, people around you are not uh, uh, Hajjaj. Uh, uh, and some of them are not fasting. So some of them might abuse you. And some of them might actually try to aggravate you. Right? So what you need to do in this in this specific time in the Hajj, there is nobody who will come and fight with you because all the people who are with you in 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 the area where you are are Hajjis. So nobody will fight with you, and and you are not going to fight with anybody. So there is no interaction when it comes to fighting. But here you are living in the normal life, you know, normal world, and is so many people who are are living here in a non-Muslim world. So you will find that there are some people who are not Muslims and they are not uh, 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 fasting. So they might abuse you or might aggravate you or might uh, bring anger to you. What you need to do in this case is to say, Allahumma inni sa'im. Allahumma inni sa'im. You are reminding yourself that you are fasting. So you cannot retaliate. That's number one. And you are telling the person who is in front of you that you are fasting. So at least he must appreciate that and he must not uh, 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 go ahead with the fight because you are fasting. So that's if he has some manners. But some people say, so what if you are fasting? What am I going to do to you if you are fasting? So you ignore and you go away and leave the person. Let him uh, bark himself with him or his own self. So this is similarities that I'm mentioning to you with regards to the two ibadahs and the hajj, respected listener, is a great ibadah. As great as the fasting. Look at how great it is when the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, himself says that the smell, you know, we don't smell our own selves. Why? Because we are fasting. Because we are fasting. So we, do, we don't smell, yani you don't smell your own mouth smell. And other people who are fasting don't smell their own mouth smell. And maybe if we even interact with each other, we don't smell each other's smell. Why? Because the nose, alhamdulillah, this is a great ni'mah from the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you don't smell your own smell, the, mouth, the, the, the smell that is coming out of your mouth. Otherwise, it will be terrible 
because you haven't eaten anything and the, the stomach there is inside is looking forward for food and uh, there is so many um, smells that comes out of your mouth and and let me tell you the truth it is not so nice it isn't nice at all but we are not to uh, uh, put anything to change the the smell yes we are not supposed to do that it's only the wudu that you are doing and you just uh, make miswak if you can and uh, you don't use even the uh, any anything that you to change the smell because this is the smell that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to come out from you why because it's a sign that you are you are fasting you're not eating you're not drinking for who for the almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not for anyone else it's for him and he loves that smell and he considered it better than the smell of musk subhanallah 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 see how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the person who fasts and loves the smell of the fasting mouths subhanallah and what he says almighty allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that act is for me and I'm the one who rewards for it. And Allah, when He rewards, Allah is generous, most generous, most generous. You expect hundred, He gives you a thousand. He expect thousand, He gives you a hundred thousand. You expect hundred thousand, He give you a billion. He gives you a trillion. He gives you a zillion. There is no limitations for Allah's reward. Plus, add to that that. It is multiplied to 10 times. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Obviously, He is the most generous. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our fast. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love us because we are the ones who fasted for Him. And may Allah accept from you all, inshaAllah. Ya Rabbil Alameen. بالحب تلقاك البدور ضيف الأماني والسرور فيك العطايا والأجور يا مرحبا يا مرحبا زين We welcome you, month we all adore. We pray for happiness.